This is the Milo Sweet Podcast, where you'll learn to get unstuck. Start now. Conquer life's challenges by learning to do difficult. Find quick and clever ways to overcome. Wait, did you think life was going to be easy? Remember, all of your excuses are now dead to me. Let's get started. Guess what time it is? It's time for you to hit the subscribe button and find one, just one person that you think will benefit from this. But if you're feeling a little like generous, right? Or you're super um, free with your time right now, probably doing nothing because you're listening to this. Um, Well, maybe if you're doing something, actually just make yourself free right now. Hit subscribe. What are you waiting for? Hit it. Come on. Hit subscribe. I've been thinking, and today I, I feel like this is really on my heart. What is easier for me to digest, the pandemic, COVID-19, or being black and knowing you're going to face racism in America? And my honest opinion is COVID-19. Why? Because it has an end date. Like, it's very clear. Like, there's a set of systems and steps, even though it started with a lot of chaos, um, probably could have been prevented with proper strategy and um, proactive assessment of what was needed and uh, tracking trends in China and other places in the U.S., um, in my opinion, possibly was allowed for some reason, um, just based on how you look at mannerisms toward other um, projects or systems or just past behavior. It seems like there was a strategic delay. I'm not really sure why. And I really don't, you know, that's not what this post or podcast is about right now, but it is to bring awareness to people um, about things that black people face, right? So I am a black woman, um, although sometimes I experience racism because people think I'm Asian. I'm not really sure the correlation with that, but I have received racism and been called a lot of uh, derogatory Asian names. Not sure what's up with that, right? Um, So it's easier to process COVID because you're like, oh, there's a vaccine. Everyone's staying home. Wear a mask. Even though there's a little bit of the lack of strategy, there are some guidelines and we're working on this. And when this happens, that'll happen. And, you know, COVID may be around, but we're going to prepare. This is what a wave looks like. That's the second wave. It's not as much information, but it's some information. It's very different, though, when you're born into this as a black woman and you don't have an end date, right? To why am I waking up stressed or depressed or anxious? And it's a normal day, a COVID-19 day. We are labeling it COVID-19, a COVID. I can talk, right? See, yeah, I get passionate. (laughs) I don't speak as well, right? But a COVID-19 day, we are clear. This is COVID. But when when you're experiencing pandemic-like symptoms and that's your normal day, it's uncomfortable, right? So here's some examples. I am a real estate agent and I've shown houses and I have seen no cops before I enter the house that I'm showing. And then four, five, six cops when I'm exiting the house asking if I have proper um, licensing to even show the house, right? Um, Or I am told at a church to shut that in baby up 
um, referring to my child or when I go seek health care and I'm, I'm given stats about what the diseases black women particularly um, possess and asked numerous times, do I carry STDs and am I sure of it? Um, because black women are known to not have one partner. Um, and so that is harder to digest because I don't know when that's going to happen. There's no set pattern or systems. All I know is that today could be the day that it's going to happen. Think of if you've if COVID is just the, the most challenging thing that you've ever been through and how much is throwing your life in disarray. This is very similar to what you feel like. Right. And then when you explain that to your kids, like we were watching ESPN and they're like, hey, why did this why did protesters destroy um what was it? A Hall of Fame? And we go down explaining it. And I full well want to explain this to my kids. Explain because I don't think that they should be showed it from. And I think it should be at an age appropriate level, though. Um, was that, you know, why this the Hall of Fame was, um, I guess, damaged. I can't remember exactly what happened to it. And explaining George Floyd. Um, and then they they're like, well, if his life is valuable, why wasn't he treated right? And I'm thinking, no, no, no. He His life is valuable. Your life is valuable. It just wasn't valued that day. They don't process that. If something is valuable, you treat it as such. If it's not valuable, you treat it as such. This gray area of trying to explain it and say, well, you don't worry. Like for your future, you have to know you are valued. They don't understand that. They say, no, I see that his life was not valued, Right. So therefore, I am not valuable. How do you explain that, right? How do you have hope for that, right? And then the other part to this is we can only feel one emotion and have one main, you know, thought at a time. So if you're feeling anger or sadness because your body, your your black body is not valued, how can you have hope for your future, right? You have to literally switch gears. And then if the imagery around you, I'm not saying you should or shouldn't post or repost. I feel like each person, you have to do what's right for you. I personally can't see that that kind of video of people. Um, I will like to protect my mind. I can get the information of what happened without damaging my mind with that because I cannot have hope for my future when I constantly have negative emotion, emotions attached to who I am and how I am. So I can definitely see it. But then I also need to redirect that to say, how, what action am I going to take from, from that? How am I going to create a picture uh, of hope for myself, for my family? I have to address it. I'm not going to stay silent about it. But I definitely think that when you're inundated with that imagery, your brain doesn't process it like, oh, well, no, I'm using it to, for justice. No, no, no. Your brain processes it as a download, like you would download something on an iPad, and it can only get removed when you actually delete it and replace it with a better image. So even for me, I have to go search all the wonderful things. If that individual you're saying, if I see an image and it's showing you that that individual may be from imagery that his life was not valuable, that's what the imagery is showing you, regardless of what you believe. That's what the imagery is showing you. And that's what your brain believes. No matter how many times you tell yourself it's not true, it's just how imaging in your brain works. I now have to see 17, 19, 34, 
50 positive stories about a black man and about this black man so that I can restore balance in my own psyche, right? So if you're sending out information and you're not restoring that balance, it is actually very detrimental to you, to all kids, to our future. Because just by acknowledging sometimes that you are black, you can perform less, you can make less progress, just that acknowledgement, because we know what that means. There's a system, an algorithm to your own brain. So you now have to make sure if you're going to acknowledge that, that you acknowledge what you can do, how you can overcome. Overcomers, people that are taking action, that are doing things peacefully, that are actually speaking up, that are organizing, that are sharing their brilliant minds. You have to make sure you're balancing that out, right? Because at the end of the day, you will stop your own progress if you are overstimulated with downloads of negative views of your people. Um, and for me, it's just really challenging. I'm a very hopeful person to a point of maybe delusion, right? That usually serves me well. Because if I look in the rearview mirror too much, there is no hope. But if I'm honest, as a black woman in America, it's much easier for me to process a pandemic with an end date or with some hope of progression than, than seeing what I, I've seen this last week. And I don't know, honestly, sometimes what's right or wrong in these scenarios. I'm probably not going to go protest. I already know that I haven't, right? I can't speak for my future, but just on my past behavior, that hasn't been something I've done. I'm recording this from the comfort of my home. So in those areas, I may not be considered brave, right? Or um, one that is out there being active, but I also would probably never burn down a police station. That's just not how I express myself. Do I think that's right or wrong? I honestly don't know. From first glance, no. But then on the other glance, I know what it's like to continually be devalued, to constantly hear things about yourself that you have to work to combat every day. And you don't know which day it's going to cause the anxiety or the depression or a spiral down effect of devaluing yourself. It's very uncomfortable to always have to practice an answer, to remember your driver's license because you don't know if it's going to get taken from you and you're not going to know if you can prove that you, you belonged where you were supposed to. Or to have to call a cop to your house and then them ask, who's the homeowner? And I say, it's me. And they tell me it's not and that they want to see proof that I own the home. I guess the question is, why not just believe me, right? When I show up and I say my views, my values, my thoughts, what's so wrong with just believing me? If I say that hurts or that's too challenging or I don't like that, what would be wrong with you just believing that, right? And you as whoever's not believing it, right? Side note, though, complete side note. I don't know if you guys are Chicago natives, <laughs> But I never thought ever, ever that I would see someone footwork it on a police car. <laughs> I'm not saying I condone it. I tend to process things by learning, learning. So taking this information right now, I am very passionate about learning and just speaking about what I learn. And then two, by laughing. I laugh a lot about a lot of things. That's how I process pain and challenges. That's just my methods, right? Right. Um, but, and sometimes crying, right? Uh, 
but I'm a quick crier. I cry really quick and then I kind of move on to the next thing. So um, there is a video. I don't really know how I even saw it, but of a guy footworking on a cop car. I'm not saying that I condone it. I'm saying I saw the video. But if you told this inner city Chicago girl from the days where I tried my very best to footwork, I still try to footwork in my house. Like just a couple months ago, I was <laughs> YouTubing <laughs> the world's best footworkers. Just, you know, it gets like that sometimes. We were in the middle. I think it was the start of the pandemic. I was like, I need to learn a new skill. And I thought, why not learn the footwork? That was a private thing that I decided. If you don't know what footworking is, you just, just, yeah, you stop right now. And, or if you have one of those phones that can do two things at once, I just got one of those. So uh, stand up, right? Um, but if you've never seen that, I just, the thought, you know, I tried so hard to learn how to footwork as a kid. It just never came easy to me. And as an adult, uh, it's not, it's even harder, right? So, um also, like, I maybe I don't have the most rhythm. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I just never thought I would see that. Never thought I would see a police station burn. And here's the thing. I actually have friends that are police officers that I love and adore, right? They're families. So I'm not saying that, right? I think there is a system that is built that if a police officer does something wrong, it kind of protects that wrong, right? And that system is built on, you know, sometimes being racist. Does that mean I think all cops are racist? Absolutely not. I, I've actually never, I've been in situations where I could absolutely be mistreated by a cop. I've never been mistreated um, where I thought my life was at risk with a cop. But I have been in situations where I thought, ooh, I need to figure out how to be really savvy to get out of the scenario or this won't, this won't end well for me, right? I did think that, right? Um, but to this day, I have nothing on record from that. Some of my most harsh treatment is from just civilians, people that I see day in and day out that feel like that my body is not worth much to them. And then I have people that have treated me of all races like I have a brilliant mind, which I do, right? They've had hope and my abilities that willingly want to work with me and want to make a difference with me. And I don't know if they see race or not in, in that, like in that derogatory sense or see, I don't know. Right. But I have never felt anything like that. Right. And then I've had people that, you know, they're like, oh, well, because I talk to you, I can't be racist. And disclaimer. It doesn't work that way, right? So that's a totally different episode. But, you know, how are you feeling right now? I think what's most important, important, no matter what your race is, is to have conversations about this. Don't deny yourself the conversation. But don't expect someone who's been having hardship because of their race, something they cannot change, something they don't know when it's going to stop or happen, to feel guilty or be responsible for carrying your guilt, right? Um and if you don't agree, like if there's something you don't agree and you have a question, I would challenge you to start investigating and to learn, right? If you're not black and you're thinking, what is going on? This is a news flash to me. It is your responsibility to use your critical thinking skills and to investigate for yourself. It is not someone's job to um, to give you all the answers and the truth. I don't feel like that's my job. My job is to share 
to have conversations. So if you have a question, sure, but I am not responsible for giving you access to this information. There are like so many search engines and I would encourage you to learn about it, right? And see what you can do. But here's the thing. Make a change in your heart about it, right? If you've said things or thought things, make a change in your heart, right? And that change should be something that you carry with you every day. Like reading alone is not the answer. It's what you learn, apply, do, reflect, right? That's the system that we really should say, like, is this right, you know? And even for my kids to try to explain it to them, it's disheartening, you know? I have a very strong mindset and at times I would label it anti-fragile. Just like, nah, gone into the next thing. But this to me is a huge breaking point um, where I thought, you know, I, I just want to see us win. And us as a community, but us as a, a culture and a ethnicity, ethnicity. I can speak. <laughs> it's just hard to see that, right? And um, and the truth is, I, I do caution every adult to be careful what they say. No matter what your truth is, even if you hate black people, because your kids hear you. They don't understand. There's no gray area for them. They don't understand that this was right or that was right. They just understand value or no value. They don't get that, right? The brain doesn't, they don't process it that way. So this is our future. So even if you have anger or hatred in your heart, for the sake of your kid's future, my kid's future, process it, journal it, figure out what that is, right? Because I don't think it's okay to, to teach the next generation things that are really just wrong, right? Um, and it, it does scare me, right? Like, I don't, yeah, if I don't know how to dissect or digest information, how do I teach my kids that, right? And the truth is, it's like the only thing I can think of, well, I guess it's a good note to end on. It's like that team, is it a T-Mobile commercial? It's like, just okay, not okay. So like, we're not even just okay. It's just not okay. Now, there are some remnants of things that are like, is it okay to do this? Like, this is like, I do not want any of my property damaged. So I'm not going to go out and damage someone else's property. So that's not my angle at all. That's not something I would support. However, I do understand what it's like to not have the tools to communicate, right? To express yourself, to never have been given a platform. And when you suddenly say, I cannot breathe. Can you call my mom? And no one listens to you. You feel like I have to do something else to get your attention. So I understand that psychologically. It's just not the way I would I express myself. Um, and I don't want my stuff damaged, so I definitely wouldn't go out damaging anyone else's. But I definitely feel like this is the conversation. And I support having that conversation. And I think it is it should be very clear the demands, right? So if you're not clear, get clear get clear all right that's another episode in the books hello hello I said I said it's over why are you still listening like seriously the episode is over 
If you're still listening right now, you know what? You're probably a chronic procrastinator. Guess what? I'm still listening to you. Come on, for real, seriously. We gotta go do something productive. No, like for real. No, for real, for real. Okay, you can keep listening.